Hello. Hello. Welcome to Fiber Ten Acres. A show. No. Ah. <laughs> it's a humorous look at horticulture, husbandry, and homesteading. And today we're here talking to you. <laughs> I'm Rick. I'm Ashley. Uh, we just put up our Christmas tree today. We did. And the cats are already trying to destroy it. Yep. Oh, it was immediate. Uh, and our stockings are up. So, happy post-Thanksgiving. We intended this to go out a long time ago. I ruined the audio file by trying to fix it. I, well, I mean, it was, it was bad to begin with. So, we apologize for the very lateness of this, and we're going to attempt to record once again. Once again. Only speaking louder this time. That's our goal. I think, well, we're also recording on something different, which I think is going to work better, so. Yeah, hopefully. It will. We already tried. It's already better. <laughs> You're already better. Aw, thanks. Um, so, things new around the farm. Oh, we covered this when we first did it. What did but we cover? it was cover? like weeks ago now. Uh, let's see. Oh, we, if you've seen our blog lately, uh, you would have seen Jolene, the Franken chicken, or Fiberton's monster. Fiberton's monster. And uh, update for all of you that's been following her recovery. She's doing great. She enjoys living with the rabbits. Yeah. Oh, that's what we did. Oh, yeah. We built a rabbit perch area. Rabbit perch? Is that the word? It's like a elevated area for the, like a hutch area. Yeah, for the, for the rabbits. Yeah. So now they've got, they're up in their little spot and something we've been meaning to do for a while. Just finally. The cats are fighting inside the tree. <laughs> hey, knock it off. Trying to do a podcast, Obi. Uh, Leia, don't eat the... Okay, you <laughs> tell them more about what's going on. Stop eating the food. Uh, Stop it. What else? We... I, did, was the goat area done when we did the last one? I don't even know. We... we, we it's been yeah, a long time. Yeah, we, we fenced. That was this week, or actually quite a while ago, in fencing, was we put up the sheep fence. Goat fence. Goat fence. I think we told them about that. I don't know, because it was Halloween was, our, I think, our last You're time. Halloween. I guess I shouldn't point that out, but it's been yes, a, it's been a little while. stop pointing it out. They don't, they don't need to know. Now they're going to look. I know. Way Let's to see. go. Good job. Now they're going to listen back and see that we didn't talk about it. So I know, we, and we need to preserve did... our image. What's our preserve image? Preserve our oh, image. bling bong. Are we done with everything on the... <laughs> I don't know, but it just was such a great opening. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, we're talking about food preservation on Yay. today's episode. And maybe on next week's episode, too. Yeah, because there's a lot about preservation. It goes all the way back to people accidentally leaving food out in the hot sun. In the hot sun. And then later they come back and it was still fine. They were like, oh. Uh, I don't know if they thought it was still... They were like, well, it looks different. I mean, it had to look shriveled up, but they tried it, I guess. They were like, eh, I'll just... Yeah, when you're hungry, you're hungry. I mean, I've found... Uh, when, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I remember eating a candy bar, 
that I found in the couch, and it was like gray. It was a chocolate <laughs> bar, but it was gray. But I was like, which well, sh- should be should be fine, right? I ate it. I was fine. Survived. <laughs> don't don't Kids remember these days. You don't remember anything. They don't eat. They don't eat. Right, their parents not letting them eat discolored candy found in the couch cushions. What the heck? Helicopter uh, parents are the worst. So, that's a good point, though. Going back into food preservation, the older older uh, food preservation was drying. It was, and salting. I think, I think well, you a- need to be closer a little bit. Okay, and- you good now? Action. Yeah, it's much better. I don't know what we're saying. Salting. <laughs> if anyone noticed, there was a cut there. <laughs> salting. We were talking about salting. Rick was very concerned about my audio levels, so we switched spots. So hopefully that's better for everybody. It's going to be way better. Okay. Our, our things are finally the same now. Okay, good. Salting. <laughs> salting and drying. Uh, you, you got the salting. You know about that, but I'll tell people about... There's an episode of Good Eats with all Tom Brown, mm-hmm. and he uh, he shows you how to make a food dehydrator out of a uh, one of those box fans and some uh, air filters for like HVAC units. You just take like whatever it is you're gonna dry and you stick them on the HVAC uh, air filters. Mm-hmm. Then you put that on the fan and then you just blow the air across it. And it makes, like, really good dry stuff. Yeah, you're not using stuff, any, no like, heat. heat, right? Yeah. You're just drying it, uh, which is kind of like what happens to the people who die on Mount Everest. They're just preserved. Yeah, there's no heat, but they're mummies, and they're, like, perfect mummies. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, there's definitely not heat there. No. So. No, just, but lots of dry wind. Do they find a lot of people like that? Oh, yeah, there's tons up there. There's a website you can go to that's just, like, pictures of all the, like... Because nobody takes the bodies. Because if you die up on Everest, man, you're just going to stay there. Yeah, because you can't, like, use suck. your energy to... Exactly, to take them down. So they just leave people up there after it's not a certain like point. A, like, some really good, um, like, Tenzig Norgay kind of people going in... Sherpas? No, they just leave people up there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so... There's that. That's how you make jerky. Maybe it's probably preserved. (laughs) They could, well, no, I was saying you could take some meat with you and plop it down, and then on your way back, you have some jerky. That is true. You wouldn't have to take it the whole way up and back. You just leave a trail of beef crumbs. If anyone is climbing Mount Everest, please try this so we can see. A a trail of beef crumbs? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I said. Uh, so I'm going to refer to my handy dandy books, which are all from, I don't know, 70s. I think this one's from the 80s. <laughs> it's a Blue Balls book. That, oh, no. sorry, Balls Blue Book. My bad. <laughs> Not the Blue Balls book. This one, as we discovered when we were recording on our last podcast, or attempts, you didn't hear this because... Because we, we I ruined it. Because I ruined it. Uh, okay, it's called When the Good Cook Gardens. How to Enjoy Vegetables, Especially, especially the Universal. Unusual. I'm not a reader. <laughs> okay, and it has, like, preservation stuff in it. 
It's also by OrthoBooks, which is um a subsidiary of Chevron. Chevron. Today's episode is brought to you <laughs> brought to you by Chevron. Come on, come on. We're not that bad, <laughs> Chevron. Uh, I still like. Do you think? How? Why did Chevron was? Why were they like? Let's do a book on cooking. Okay, because what? When was this? The seventies, right? Yeah. So what happened was one of the executives' wives <laughs> was like, "I want to write a book on gardening, Mark." And Mark's <laughs> like. She's like, Becky, nobody wants to read your stupid book about gardening. She's like, Mark, I think it'll do good. What if what if you just publish it with your Chevron book money? Huh? Just do your Chevron with it. Make the Chevron make the book. What does Chevron have to do with cooking? I don't we'll put some recipes that call for gas it's in there, Mark. Will. We'll put some, some gasoline recipes in there, Mark. Are there any good gasoline recipes? I don't know, maybe there is. Oh, well. They don't you know, want that you stuff know that to get it's out. older in that you have the contents are about vegetables, oriental vegetables. Nice. That's my favorite kind of uh, top ramen soup. <laughs> oriental oriental top The ramen. wok. The art of vegetable cutting. Oh, there's hey. a whole section on That's a future art. podcast right there. All about herbs. Herbs. Yes, the Americans say herbs. Harvest, say quote herbs. unquote, your garden every day of the year, which is where we're going to go right now because you're preserving it so you can have it all year round. All year round. All Imagine year being round. able to go and pick up. Okay, look, this is back in the time before everything was imported all the time and vegetables were served. By the way, we have to tell people vegetables used to only come in these things called uh, seasons. Yeah. And it was it, the season in which that vegetable was actually growing. So you cannot get an avocado in uh, Wisconsin like, yeah. in December. Right. <laughs> you, just, you just can't. Tomatoes, that's not really... Yeah, no, you of, can't get a tomato in anywhere in North America, anymore. really. In, well, and that's actually a really good point. Is I, I don't know. Personally, I think... There's something to seasonal eating. There is. Uh, like fresh, especially if they're like fresh vegetables. Preserved stuff is no, it's, yeah. it's different. No, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, when you go to the store and you're like, oh, it's midway through December. I'm going to go ahead and get me some tomatoes. You need to know that in North America, if you plant a tomato seed, <laughs> plant a tomato plant in December, out side or even in most greenhouse in like a greenhouse even it's not going to survive like that is your people no you're growing it with like half uh fertilizer and water and nutrients and the other half electricity for some space yes like that's true huh and so it's kind of ridiculous that those don't cost four times as much well, that's a, a really good point, actually, like, is that, like, when people are talking about, um, like, food costs and stuff <laughs> like that, like, and they're like, oh, farmers cost a lot, like, really, the true cost of food is not what it, not like, what you pay at Not all. what you pay. No. Like, the, even especially at the market, stuff like that. Even, is still, like, the farmers aren't getting what they should when you take oh, yeah. your products. The farmers have to be somewhat, um... Uh, competitive 
Right. Because nobody wants to pay $3 for a tomato. But really, a tomato is $3. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Kind of. That's kind of the way it is. So, I mean, you can eat a tomato in December, but it's going to be that weird grainy tomato. Grown next to a radiant heater (laughs) in a room. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's different. But that's what we're getting at here. You could preserve it. What? You could you grow could it in grow the summer. It when the good cook gardens okay. will tell us just what to do. What do you do? Uh, well, sticking You're to. You're like, I don't know. I didn't I don't read know. it. I just read the title. This is, <laughs> I mean, I know it talks about it. Uh, well, that's partially true. You just called me out. Oh, no, I was going to keep uh, on the <laughs> topic of um, drying. Okay. Uh, and they, they, I like. Oh, they have drying like trays, trays that just that they, sit out, or what? They do um, sun drying. One inch by one inch sticks for frame, and one. I think those are called one by ones. I know it's yeah. so funny. They were sticks then. Um, yeah, for sun drying, they would do these handmade trays. Uh, I'll take a picture for people. Did you know that? Uh, Oh, I forget which pasta company it was in the 70s. Ran an ad campaign about how their pasta was picked at the peak of freshness and then set out in the sun to dry. Really? Yeah, it showed like, like it was like olive trees with pasta hanging off. off and like there was people, pl- and people thought that. Oh no. Yeah. Was it recent-ish? I said 70s. Oh, I, I didn't listen to you. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> the 70s it's on one of i saw it on like one of those like greatest so even then we were like april fools it was an april fools thing oh man well and i mean that's uh i'm not sure that people wouldn't feel that way now or yeah no we don't really know where our food comes from no like we said it can come from a drying rack as well yeah uh i love in here it talks about well it says choose a day that is hot and sunny uh they talk a lot about corn in this they really like corn oh because i, I wonder if chevron is was like partnered oh. up with monsanto or something maybe back then well corn like their chemical division even then yeah but like their chemical division making seeds and whatnot that's interesting could be this is all about corn and tomatoes uh but they say that uh, you can dry your corn. Why? I mean, I, I guess dried corn is a thing. The Pennsylvania Dutch way is what they do. Oh, okay. They husk and desilk the corn, steam the ears for five to ten minutes to set the milk. You test one ear first to make sure the timing is correct. Oh, you test it. I don't. You just test using it using the standards. You just. Run some tests. Okay, do <laughs> science, it says. Cool. Enough to handle, then cut off the kernels from the cob with a single clean knife stroke. Wait, the whole... You cut all of them clear with a single knife stroke? It's impressive. Man, who is the... This is, uh... Oh, crap. Musashi? Is that... No. Prevencer. <laughs> uh, cover with a light layer of cheesecloth. If little creatures are about cheese, 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 <laughs> little creatures. I said oh, just those bugs. are mooses, mice. Sorry, 
<laughs> it's like mooses. You forgot the, the plural uh, for mouse for a minute. Don't forget to bring the tray in at night. Sun-drying oh. corn takes two to three days in high, 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 hot, bright sunlight. Oh, okay. After the corn is thoroughly dried, store it tightly in uh, mason jars. Okay. And in a cool, dark place. Or in ball jars. You could also do ball oh, jars. Oh, yeah, because that's... That's your other book. Yeah, that's your other book. book. So we got uh, our, better stay good. Do you know Chevron why you, and ball. Do you know We're why all you, about it. Do you know why you take them in at night? So the animals... It's because the, the moon creatures. gives off a cold light. It actually cools things. This is a thing I actually just heard when I was listening to Oh No, Ross and Carrie's Flat Earth. Oh no. <laughs> That's a thing the Flat Earthers were talking about. The moon gives off... A what? cooling light. Yeah, it's actually cold. And I was like, no, no, that's not how light works. Okay. It's not, that's not I'm light. just gonna say I'm sorry if you're a flat earther, but we that is that is not a thing. It's not, no, <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Also, the moon that's doesn't give off cold light, and it's sadly not made of cheese. Although, that is the most disappointing thing. Whoever like brought up that in 19, they were like, oh, 1969, we man landed on the moon and discovered it wasn't made of cheese. We've not been back since. <laughs> Right? I was like, like, never mind. Fair point. <laughs> I thought this was going to be cheese. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, it would I be really dried cheese, dry though, corn, by the though. way. It would be dried cheese. It would be preserved. Cool light? Yeah. No, because it's <laughs> set out in the sunlight. Oh, it's like uh, Mount Everest? Yeah. Yeah, basically. So it is cooling. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, I love this. So there's a like a chart in here for drying vegetables. And oh, it does go over, they like, all exactly the same, though? Well, like, you have, like, what vegetable, how to prepare it, the blanching time, and the drying tips. The drying tips are great, because it's, like, asparagus. Spread in thin layer until brittle. Spread in thin layer until crisp. crisp. Dry I'm crisp. crisp. I'm crisp. I'm brittle. <laughs> Together, we're is... dried produce. Yay. <laughs> Brittle. That was brittle. one of the things you guys missed from the episode I ruined. I know. I feel like we're we're trying we were to thinking about, recreate. We were, well, we were just talking about like the detective duo of Brittle and Crisp. Brittle and Crisp. At your service. Uh, uh, onions. We should do that, actually. Dried onions? Onions to eat, you do it until brittle. But onions for seasoning, crisp. Oh, <laughs> What is the difference? I don't know. Okay, if you guys know what the difference between brittle and crisp is, please Hit comment us up somewhere. on the Facebook or anywhere. Uh, I look right here. In olden days, people dried all sorts of vegetables. String beans strung on a thread and dried were once called leather breeches. Oh, because it looks like pants on the dryer line. Did you put them, like, you go through it like that so they hang down with little legs? Uh Uh-huh. So, you, yeah, they look like little pant legs hanging down. I'm not sure that... What? Oh, because you're rehydrating it later. It's like, do you just eat the... No, yeah, you you rehydrate it later. Okay. I thought you were just, like, chomping into, like, like frozen. It's like frozen vegetables. You don't just eat them frozen. Some dried vegetables you eat dry like that. In fruits. Dried fruits, yes. Vegetables, I don't know. Sun-dried tomatoes? Nobody eats those. Everyone eats those. Nobody eats those. They're the best. 
Uh, when I was a kid, I used to be scared to eat dried fruit, and I would always make sure to chew it, chew it really well, because I didn't want it to re-expand in my tummy and kill me. <laughs> Aww. Also, you're just really freaked out about eating this food all the time. I didn't even actually hear what you said it was. Dried fruit. At oh, all. I need dried fruit. And I once ate a cherry pit. I swallowed it. And my dad told me that if it started growing, they'd have to take me to the emergency room and cut it out of me. Thanks, Dad! It's, it's a, once again, we grew up... In a different time. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like that she says, I'm sure they must have tasted mighty good during, or good to hungry settlers, settlers, settlers. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. During the winter, those leather breeches. Yes. I mean, during that time, the settlers would have eaten their leather breeches. Uh, I mean. It's true. Uh, Was it Valley Forge where they ate their shoes? They boiled and ate their boots because they were out of food. True story. They were trying to rehydrate shoe leather. I mean, why not? Try right? something. Yeah, and, it and at least be, you what might if it feel was delicious? better. Like there was no might comments not be delicious, on. There was, but, maybe... but there was no comments on whether it was or wasn't. What no one was, was like, and it was super gross. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's semi-implied though by just having to eat to get to that point. But uh, the French eat snails on purpose. Well, they've said that they're good. People eat frog legs. I've said that they're good. Have you ever had a frog leg? I've not, have you? No, no. I've had snail and octopus. I've had octopus. Seventh grade science class. He brought in snails, and Did we you? ate snails and octopus. He cooked them up over a Bunsen burner. You cooked the snails? Yeah. I didn't know if they were like oysters, or you just like No, you cooked slurp that. It no, down. you Oh, oh, <laughs> come on, son. I don't know. Get on with the... Salting down. Oh, speaking of snails. <laughs> uh, so there's also salt preservation. <laughs> the preservation uh, of salt. That's right. We interrupt this podcast to bring you breaking news. Fibertonacres.com is having a holiday sale. But just for our podcast listeners. That's right. It's only for you. Come on down to Fiber10Acres.com. No, uh, so really. <laughs> we're doing a quick, quick interruption. Right to... in the middle. Because that yeah. way nobody knows. Because our sponsor. Only you guys that actually are awesome. Yeah. And our sponsor today is us. Fiber10Acres.com. <laughs> no, but we wanted to give our podcast listeners a little something. Uh, so if you order anything from our website, make sure to use the coupon code podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. At checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. That's right. I mean, that's a good deal. Because this is all handmade stuff. Handmade, unique. One of a kind, two of a kind sometimes. Sometimes we're good enough to make the same thing twice. Yeah. Most of the time, no. Usually each one. It's its own thing. I think uh, we can guarantee shipping until the... no, I think I have to look back. I don't know. It, Just remember it's going to be a holiday Yeah, remember, soon. it's holiday soon. <laughs> so order it fast. Uh, All right. 
So there you go, kids. Everybody. Thanks for letting us interrupt real quick. And now back, back to, to the, the show. Podcast. Now show. podcast. Oh, show. Pod- show. Show podcast. Shh, don't tell anybody. Bye. But let's keep listening. Okay. And go on about salting, if you don't mind. You said there were two kinds, but Dry it got cut salting. off. Dry. And brining. I mean, it makes sense. I don't actually know what the difference is. Uh, brine is when it's salt water. <laughs> Dry is when it's just salt. Oh, yeah. It says it's not ac- exactly the same as making pickles or dry salting, although the method is very like. It's very like. It's very like. Okay. That makes sense then. As long uh, as it's very like. <laughs> it's, I'm, it, that wasn't me. That's what it reads. I, I'm uh, not first, disagreeing. First, weigh out 10 pounds of fresh, perfect vegetables, such as green peppers, cauliflower, onions, or string beans. Or corn. Uh, put them in a clean crock or plastic five-gallon bucket. Add two gallons of brine made by dissolving four and a half cups of pickling salt into two gallons of water. So you kind of just, it's sort of like a pickle, but not. Yeah. It's what I do with the turkey on Thanksgiving. Is it like fermenting at all? or? No, it's just keeping bacteria out of it. The vegetables will be cured in four weeks' time. Now take away the cloth and cover... Uh, with a close-fitting lid. If you can, store at 38 degrees, which is, of course, a good deal colder than your refrigerator temperature. Duh. Duh. Idiots. (laughs) You can't do this by the coldest spot possible. I keep the mixture in a small crock in the coldest part of my refrigerator. There's a coldest part of their... Oh, this is the 1970s. Yeah. It would have been. So then what? You eat them. They're basically, it's like being pickled. Freshen them with several changes of cold water. Yeah, to wash away the salt. How to cook brined vegetables. There you go. Soak them first in several changes of water until most of the overall salting is, over salting is removed. Uh Uh-huh. Then simmer in water until tender. There you go. Would they become, they would suck the stuff out of them? I don't know. I don't remember. (sighs) It's been a while, man. What's this trash can storage? For root cellar. Oh, okay. Ideas for making your own root cellar. Well, root cellars. Uh, I guess that, that is another form. It kind of comes with refrigeration. Yeah. Uh, it's the earliest form of refrigeration. Basically, was a root roots cellar. A roots cellar. Yes, a root stel- cellar is just uh the it's a cold, dark, damp area, or dry. Is it dry or is it damp? Well, you cover it with straw, so dry. Uh, Probably. Well-ventilated cellar is especially good for soaring such vegetables as squashes, pumpkins, sweet potatoes, which require a not-too-cold temperature. Oh, that's why all of them went bad in Ohio. Mm. Oh, yeah. Too cold. It was too cold. Got it. Makes sense. I was wondering Uh, what all the sweet potatoes went to poop. Like a pit storage? Were they... A mound. Basically, what, bury it, kind of? Yeah. Uh, then there's like a trash can buried in the ground, or then they just say storage in the garden. You can just, you just leave, leave the, the root vegetables yeah. and then cover the with some kind of um, straw mulch is what I was gonna say. But yeah, straw, straw hay, mulch, uh, chicken poop. No, no, don't no, do don't that. do that. That's not mulch. That's compost. Oh yeah, actually, that's we fertilizer. should do an episode about compost. We did. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that they have some some recipes for the vegetables you've stored. One is white potato bread, which I kind of want to try sometime. It sounds kind of crazy. All right. We should try it. And potato candy. Can we get have back to that? can we get back to preserving your stuff instead of potato candy? No, I've never had it. Uh, so also the Egyptians used to bury jerky with their dead. Was it already jerky? Yeah. Well, they think so. Uh, nobody tried it though. I looked it really? up. Uh, that's why I'm not an archaeologist, right there. Because apparently you're not supposed to eat the things you find during your archaeological expedition. That is but funny. I do it. <laughs> this is delicious jerky. You guys want some of this? <laughs> I could have used some teriyaki. And they're like, no, Rick, no. Miller! <laughs> Does this every time. That would be your... Uh, are there, like, just... Food, I guess they're probably food historians. There's, uh, there are culinary archaeologists, at least two that I know of, because I saw them on Alton Brown. <laughs> really? So, yeah. And they, they like go over like the history of cooking and like eating and stuff. They're actually, they, they were really cool on that show, uh, but I imagine that that's a very specialized degree to try to obtain. I... Uh, and you gotta have, job. like, a very, yeah. Yeah, I imagine it'd be a little hard to get a job with that degree. No, oh, it says here you're an archaeologist. Do you want to help us on this dig? Mm, is, is there, there food? food involved? <laughs> that's kind of it's my jam. My jam is jam. Uh, <laughs> Miller! Miller! <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that kind of um, the salting kind of transitions a little bit into pickling. Yeah, or is pickling basically? I, I mean, is yeah. That is another way of preserving things. Yeah, is kimchi is pickled? Fermented. Fermented. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because isn't uh technically what's sauerkraut? Is that tech? Is that salt or is that fermented? I maybe it's fermented. Excuse me, sorry We're everybody. We're just learning these things with you. We're all this is learning what we together. Do. We're all together learning. This is our an experience. This is of learning. Just you're in our living room with us. We're all sitting together learning about food. <laughs> and not knowing what it means. Uh so how are we doing on time, Mr. Chicken? Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Pickles! I was looking at my watch because I have to work later, and I kind of want a pickle. <laughs> but I don't have one here, so I might have to stop at Bobno's and get pickle. You just have some pickle? I think you might have a pickle. He just has a pickle? Maybe. He's like, here's a pickle. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, now that if we say it out loud, it seems a little funny. <laughs> but in my head, it made sense. If you're going to a movie theater, sometimes they just have a okay, pickle. Okay, so it is a thing. You can just buy a pickle sometimes. Sometimes. Not a lot of places. Follow-up question. Why do movie theaters have a pickle? A pickle? They, they have like a packaged pickle. Peter Piper <laughs> pecked a pack of Packaged pickle. Packed a pick of pack of pickle. Can't do yeah. that one. Can't make it up and do it at the same time. I don't know if my... I'm sure my book, this, I bet the 
ball. The blue, blue ball book. book. Talks about pickling. Let's well, find out, everyone. So while she's doing that, I'm also going to tell you that uh, the word jerky comes from a uh, pre-Incan uh, native word in South America that was cuque, something like that. And uh, they, yeah, usually it was like deer and uh, stuff like that. that. Oh, and llama. Quite a bit of llama. Deer and llama. And uh, the settlers were introduced to their jerky. And they really liked it. And it, the name stuck. They, it just got, you know, uh, changed into a more pronounceable uh, thing for us. But it became jerky. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I, you gotta wonder, like, who was the brave person to be like, eh, I should just, I'm just gonna try eating this. Been well, sitting out for days. Like, I always had a theory that the way they discovered medicinal plants and stuff was just, like, basically a ye old-timey pothead who just kind of went out in the woods for a while and just tried <laughs> smoking everything, you know? Just eating stuff and smoking things. And being like, this one's good, man. This one's good. Do this. Uh, oh, dill pickles. Kosher. So what do you do? Process. Process. Oh, a bay leaf, garlic, red pepper, and then you process as recommended. Thank you. Oh, yes. you follow the recipe for dill pickles. Short method. Oh, okay. When packing cucumbers, add to That's each jar. That's up here. Yeah. Okay. So are they... What, Apparently it, it makes it kosher by putting in a bay leaf, garlic, red hot pepper, and mustard seeds. Oh. Okay. Good to know. Kosher dills mixed are the pickles. best ones. What are their mixed pickles? They did... Oh, like we do. Uh, cucumbers. Paired... What are cucumbers? They're pre-pickle. Oh, raw pickles. Raw pickles. <laughs> yeah, raw, <laughs> raw pickles. pickles. Just like... Guacamole, just like avocados, I sometimes call raw guacamole. <laughs> uh, yep, this is this is what we do. This is true. <laughs> um, oh, they do carrots, celery, pickling onions. Is there special pickling onions? No, there's not. Red peppers, cauliflower. There well, is special cauliflower. pickling cauliflower, though. Oh, yeah. It's grown in a pickle factory. I made that with, up. With a radiator. Yep. <laughs> it's not Those seasonal. darn pickle factories. We should try to eat seasonally for like one season and find out oh, how we should horrible do it, it is and, and tell, tell people. everybody. Yeah. How horrible. I mean, it'll just be different. It would be harder for you. Oh, it'd be so hard for me. Because I love winter vegetables. Although I guess if I, just, not as into them. if I just switch to just a pure meat diet, it won't really affect me, will it? <laughs> Let's see. Is in and out in season? No, it is. in and out is in season. <laughs> well, you'd have to get something without uh, any... You'd have to... Onion is fine right now. Tomato. Uh, I don't need tomato. Cheese in season. Mustard is still in season. Yeah, because that's a preserved food. Catsup. It's a preserved food. Yeah. The original ketchup was almost nothing like the ketchup we know today. What was it? Like, it just was, like... Well, first it was sauce? basically tomato sauce. Oh, no, sorry. Tomato sauce came later. 
First, it was more like Heinz 57 sauce. Why? Because uh, there wasn't actually tomato in it. Oh. That's why it started being called tomato ketchup. Dilled Brussels sprouts. Oh, jeebs. We should try that. We, we should. Brussels sprouts. Compound Brussels sprouts are the bomb. Uh-huh. Y'all should find a recipe for that and eat those. Um, anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> Did you just turn into, like, 1950s guy? You guys find a recipe for that and eat those. Nah. <laughs> Got away with it. Supposed to be meddling kids. That <laughs> stupid dog. Sauerkraut. About 50 pounds of cabbage? <laughs> it, uh, it shrinks. Holy cow. What? That's a lot of cabbage. Yeah. A uh, pound of salt. Are you going to stop reading the recipes? <laughs> Tell me a thing about pickling? No, because it didn't have any actual... Oh, darn. <laughs> Although, I do like in this, this book, and I'll have to show these pictures there's like always the instructions are uh illustrated and i can't find it now i just thought and step oh, one is always is like scariest. a lady looking at her visually examine jars and ceiling surfaces for nicks cracks and sharp sharp edges it looks like it was drawn by a mental patient <laughs> kind of does. like as part of their therapy like she's staring at the jar and she's like this is where I would have put their organs after I harvest them. Right? Look at that. I know. I was looking for it. I would have put their organs in the in the jar. I love Nopic jars. See, because <laughs> a Nopic jar is uh, ancient Kenopic. Egyptian. Whatever. I was so close. You were. Why do you always have to be right? Just let because... me have it. She's looking for the credits to see mm. who drew it. and But they didn't give people credit back then. You forgot. Oh, but they do have a nice letter to the consumer in the back. We'll let them buy it and read it. Okay. Anything good in here? Uh, with this 30th edition... We rededicate ourselves to you, the home canner. It's mm. been completely redesigned and thoroughly revised. With worse pictures. Someday there will likely be a 31st edition of the Blue Book. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. <laughs> it's we like if that's now out. the case. This was in 80... Oh, this one's from the 80s. Oh, that's a, that everything good came from 83. All the good things. I'm you make squash pickles. So I just saw that on the page. Oh, I page. didn't look at where, where did you it. It was under squash pickles. 39. Page 39. Ladies and gentlemen, we're flipping to page 39. We need you to bear <laughs> with us. Uh, all the good stuff coming up here on Fiberton Acres. Squash, squash pickles. pickles. Oh, summer squash. Oh, yeah, can't read it. Can't read it. It's not summer. We're in season. You can't read We're, it. Nope. Not allowed to read out of season. Can't even man. read it. Uh, so, the point of this whole thing is you should not be frightened to do your own preserving. Because they've been doing it since ye olde days. Ye olde days. And there, uh, I so think on our next resources. episode, we'll talk about canning because that in itself is a pretty yeah. We were going to do a, thing. a big one on canning, um, but your basics of like salting and drying is actually really easy. I mean, we could even throw smoking in here real quick. Oh, that's true. Uh, it's kind of a drying. It's and it's kind of salting, but the smoke actually uh, reacts with the meats on a molecular level. Really? Yeah, and it's an antimicrobial agent as oh. well. <laughs> and they've been smoking meats for a long time, especially uh, I I know mostly about 
uh, Native American culture mm-hmm. uh, has been smoking meats since before we got here. Uh, so pre fourteen hundreds, no oh. pre fourteen hundreds, pre Columbian, as they say. Uh, and yeah, but theirs was like literally like they would put up a clothesline with meat on it next to the fire. Oh, in the smoke. Then they finally like they would build uh, special tents that would have a fire with all the smoke caught in there, and they would preserve stuff that way, such as smoked salmon, which is delicious. Yes, it is. Fire is a was such a big deal for us in food. Well, it's kind of. I mean, we could cook it and we could smoke it and. Okay, like I don't want to. I don't want to anger any of our listeners. But those people who do raw diet, nothing cooked, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I mean, it's good to do some things raw because there's right, some nutrients word. from, like, vegetables and I stuff. I concur. But do they do, like... Everything. You don't eat anything that was ever cooked. Huh. Yeah, weird, right? All right. I mean, <laughs> hey, if you do that and you want to tell me why it's cool, let me know. I would love to know why it's why it's cool and what it, the, what the difference why is. Why it's the hip thing to yeah, do? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, smoking's yeah. been around forever. Uh, I I tried smoking a turkey. Uh, couldn't keep it lit. Sorry, that was my dad's joke. And <laughs> and <laughs> moving on quickly before anyone realizes I tried to make that joke. Uh, I don't know. I think that then that maybe should do covers, it for this yeah, episode. Covers uh, most of the stuff we want to talk about. Um, so we will be releasing the canning episode soon, so keep a eye slash ear out for that. Oh, I get what you did there. No, I see what you did, Ashley. That was good. That was good. That's what you do. Oh. Yes. Uh, she's going to attempt to edit this instead of me editing, so hopefully it won't get ruined. And you didn't ruin it. It was that we didn't. Do we didn't I've, have the right equipment. I've lost all faith in myself. Don't lose faith in yourself. There, Everyone. There. there, there, there. Just give Rick a little pat on the back here. Uh Aww. silence. Um, okay, well, we would like to take this time to thank This time right here. To thank you, the <laughs> listener. This podcast was brought to you by you, our listeners. Uh and tomorrow. And uh, she's our number one patron, our... so shouts out to you on this episode yeah. in particular. Uh, all number the rest of our patrons, patron. you're all the bomb. Also, we wanted to make sure to say thank you to... Oh, what's that noise? What's that? Oh, it's, it's conveniently all the apparatus <laughs> fading in. We Do would that like in to post. Say Put thanks. it in post okay. right here. Post, right. Uh, right there. Well, all I, the apparatus right here. No, no, but right here. They're in they're still in here now, right? Okay, good. I can hear it. I can hear it. Find us. I can hear it. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, and I have to talk louder and louder because here comes the music. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media platforms. Make sure to read the blog. We're actually pretty decent at blogging. We don't suck. Okay, I think that's about all. Okay, we love you. Bye.